listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new month here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. Becoming a member on Patreon is the best way to help support I Love Old Time Radio. And if you pledge $6 or more a month, you get access to the Vintage Radio Club, which is an extra podcast a week with some longer productions. This past weekend, it was a CBS Radio Mystery Theater with a story of a husband who believes himself culpable for a murder of his wife. He's also convinced of an affair with another woman, but he simply can't persuade a police officer to believe either. It's called You Can Die Again. And if you want to hear more and help support I Love Old Time Radio, then visit vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. It's Monday, and crime does not pay on the shadow. This episode originally aired on February 19th, 1939, and it is called Friend of Darkness. presents The Shadow. These half-hour dramatizations are designed to forcibly demonstrate to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Before we start the first act of today's Shadow story, attention homeowners. If you want better heat with less furnace attention, here's what you do. Get in touch with your nearest blue coal dealer. Order a supply of blue coal. A fine quality hard coal that's been mined and prepared by the most modern methods and laboratory tested for quality. You'll find that blue coal offers you by far the most for your money in heating comfort and satisfaction. Don't fail to try it. Order your supply of blue coal tomorrow. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids those in distress, is in reality Lamont Cranston. Wealthy young man about town. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the unseen voice belongs. Today's story, Friend of Darkness. It's not enough that you ladies and gentlemen give the blind your sympathy. They hardly need that, and most would rather not have it. They would rather win an appreciation of their attainments and talents. When one faculty is denied us, nature compensates by developing others. To illustrate that point, I've invited here to my home a young man who has been blind from birth. I take pleasure now in presenting to you Mr. Peter Blair. And, uh, 
Oh, yes. I want you to meet Peter's best friend, his guide and companion. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Rex. <laughs> Peter is going to demonstrate how generously nature has compensated him for the loss of his sight. You'll need a couple of volunteers to help with this. Um, Lamont Cranston, will you be a courageous soul and come up here in front of all these nice people? <laughs> all right, Margot. I hope I'm not going to be sawed in half or anything like that. No, Lamont, it's usually a woman that's sawed in half. <laughs> right. Now, we need one more volunteer. Um, Commissioner Weston, I know you're not afraid of a crowd. Would you be so kind? Uh, uh, gladly, Miss Wayne, gladly. That's fine. Now that we have our volunteers, I turn the platform over to you, Peter. Thank you, Miss Lane. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I first want to express my deep appreciation to Miss Lane and all you ladies and gentlemen who are launching this campaign for the economic and industrial advancement of the blind. As Miss Lane has told you, nature generously compensates for the loss of the sight faculty. In my case, I've been endowed with a rare sense of touch. And I'll show you now to what extent that faculty has been developed. I hold in my hand a piece of steel three inches thick. Uh, Commissioner Weston, uh, would you hold this piece of steel against your chest? Why, uh, yes, of course. Uh, thank you. Uh, now, Mr. Cranston, will you take the commissioner's hand and hold your middle finger on his pulse? Certainly. Come, come, Weston. Come. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I suppose that's the first time you two men have been asked to hold hands. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen... I'm going to place my fingers on the piece of steel that's against Commissioner Weston's chest. I'll count the beat of the Commissioner's heart through this steel. And Mr. Cranston will verify my count by the pulse beat. And we'll start on a signal from Miss Lane. All right, now, Miss Lane, whatever you say. All right, when I say go. Go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Nine, ten. Stop. The commissioner's heart beat ten times. We stopped on the eleventh beat, Mr. Cranston? Correct. Ten beats called exactly on the beat. Where's the Skinner, Joe? He's out with that police dog Prince he bought, teaching him something, he says. I wonder what the Skinner has up his sleeve. He's been training that mutt for the past month. I don't get it. First he holds us up in his shack, and then he goes in for dog training. He's got me. Shut up. Here he comes. Hello, Skinner. Hi, Skinner. How'd the mutt do tonight? I did okay. He's a smart hound. I had to slap him around a bit, but he get the idea after a while. Give me a smoke, will you? Certainly, Skinner. He, uh... Well, I guess this is the night. Night for what? To pull the stunt I've been planning on for a couple of months. You mean you got something on the fire? Yeah. You're going to make some real dough. No penny ante stuff this time. Gee, I thought we was going to spend our lives just training that mud. That hound is going to be more important to stunt I've got in mind than either of you guys. What's on the slate? Eh, you'll find out. There's a clip and I cut out of a paper about a month ago. What is it? A popular and beautiful Margot Lane launches Society for the Economic and Industrial Advancement of the Blind. Oh, that's very interesting. You ain't going into society, are you? Shut up, Doc. There's a lot of stuff here about this Margot Lane, but here's what interests me. Among the demonstrations that amazed the guests was the feat performed by Peter Blair. Blind from birth, Blair registered the heartbeat of a guest through a thick piece of steel. This he did by placing the steel over the heart of one of the guests with his own fingers on the outer side. So what? So we can use that guy. 
Anybody that can feel a heartbeat through a piece of steel could feel a tumbler's fall in the safe. That's swell, but how are you going to get the guy? Kidnap him? Next, next. That carries a death sentence in this state. Yeah. If you take a guy by physical force, it does. But it wouldn't be kidnapping if the guy walked in here without us laying a hand on him, would it? You think the guy's nuts enough to do that? I'm going to make him do it. How? Prince here will do it for us. This guy Blair is led around by a big police dog. Just like Prince here. Rex is his name. Takes his dog to the park for exercise every night. We're going to watch for him tonight. When he lets his dog off the leash, we grab him and leave Prince in his place. The lead Blair here. Right. This shack is between the park and Blair's home. Hey, that sounds all right, but wait a minute. What'll Prince do when we beat it? Prince won't move from where I put him till he hears the name Rex. And he'll go to whoever says it. Oh. Oh. That's what you've been teaching him, Nance. Both names, eh? That's and about everything Blair's dog does. Boy, that's thinking I'm up, believe me. Well, when do we go? Right now. I'll drive out of the park and wait for Blair. Come on, Prince. You're one of the gang now. There's Peter Blair now, sitting on that bench over there. Is that his dog running around? Yeah. Joe let Prince out of the car. Right. This is where we make the switch. Okay. Come on, Prince. Come on. Now, as soon as we get Rex over here to the car, we'll trade dogs. Prince, speak. Speak. Hey, look. The other mud stopped dead in his tracks. And now he's answering back. Here he comes. All right, Prince. All right, boy, do your stuff. Ready to grab Blair's dog, you guys? I'm all set. He won't get away. Hello, Rex. Nice, Rexy. Come here, boy. Oh, that's a good fella. All right, fellas, grab and muzzle him. I got him, Skinner. In the car with a biggest savvy. Shut up. You'll find the boss in a little while. Okay. Okay, Skinner. We're all set. Dog's in the car. All right. Now lie down on the grass, Prince. That's it. Now stay put till Blair calls for Rex. No, 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 boy. Down, down. That Prince ain't moving a muscle. Boy, you sure got him trained. Red, I can go home. Come on, Red. Look at Prince. You heard him call. Say, look at Prince jump all over Blair. Like he knew him all his life. Uh, he'll never know it, ain't Rex. Will you look at that? Prince is leading the guy right out of the park. Right out of the park and right into our hands. Acting a bit strange tonight, Rex. Is something wrong? Hey, why don't you answer me? Oh, he's talking, are you? <laughs> that certainly isn't like you. I'm surprised. What are you, what are you stopping here for, Rex? We're not near home yet. Is the car coming? Well, you found your voice at last. Rex, you, you've taken me to somebody's door. Stop pulling like... Rex! Rex, stop! What... Where am I? What place is this? Is anybody here? Take it easy, buddy. You're among friends. Margot. 
Hey, Rolex, that is something wrong. Oh, yes, Lamont. A terrible thing has happened. Well, sit down and tell me about it. No, Lamont, I can't sit down, and neither can you. We've got to get to work this minute. Well, what is it, Margot? Do you remember that nice blind boy? Peter Blair? Yes, that's right. He's gone. Gone? I was just talking to his mother on the no, phone. No, wait, Margot. Wait, calm yourself. Now, tell me, where is he gone? Well, I don't know. Nobody knows. He's disappeared. His dog with him. And when did this happen? Well, he left the house last night for his usual nightly walk with Rex. He hasn't been heard from since. His poor old mother's nearly mad with anxiety. Come on, Margot. We've got to start from where Peter Blair started and see if it won't lead us somewhere. Now, take it easy, Blair. Nobody's going to hurt you. Oh, I don't care what you do with me. What have you done with my dog, Rex? He's okay for the time being. One of the boys are feeding him down in the cellar. Now, let's you and me get down to business. Oh, we'll get it over with. I have no money if that's what you're after. No, but you can get plenty for us. At least you can help us get it. Help you? What do you mean? Ah, uh, here's a dope. We've got a line on how to get into the State Street Bank. There's plenty of dough in that big vault. All you've got to do is plant them educated fingers of yours against the vault door and tell us when a tumbler's fall. You mean you want me to help you rob a bank? That's just what we want, and that's just what you're going to do. Oh, you must be mad to think I'd do anything like that. Look here, Blair. I try to be nice to you. I guess it ain't the right treatment. I got another medicine. A pretty bitter dose. What do you mean? You want to keep your dog, don't you? Rex, of course. I, I'd be lost without him. He's my eyes. He sees for me. You're going to the bank with us tonight or else? Oh, oh you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't hurt Rex. That, that'd be as bad as killing a person, a helpless human. You're going to do what we say or not? Oh, I couldn't. I, I'd be a criminal. I couldn't do it. Okay. You've had your chances. Marty. Yes, sir. What are you going to do? Go find out. Have you got your gun, Marty? Yeah. And I count ten, I want you to plug that dog a blast. Oh, no. No, no, you can't. Yeah, that's just how long you've got to make up your mind. For the count of ten. One. Oh, you wouldn't do that. You couldn't. Two. Three. No, Rex. Rex. Four. No. Five. Please, please, for God's sake. Six. Seven. Oh. Eight. Wait, wait. All right. I'll do it. We'll continue with the second half of The Shadow's Adventure in just a moment. You know, householders, it's pretty hard to beat the satisfaction of having a perfectly heated home. And it's great to know that the fuel you're using is 100% safe, always dependable, and that it keeps furnace attention down to an absolute minimum. Now, that's exactly the kind of all-around heating comfort and satisfaction Blue Coal provides for thousands of American families every year. And if you haven't yet tried this superior quality fuel, don't put off a real treat. I can tell you that Blue Coal is America's finest hard coal, finest because it's mined from Pennsylvania's richest deposits. And then it's sized, screened, and prepared by the nation's largest hard coal producer, the Glen Alden Company. I can tell you, too, that each carload of blue coal undergoes a thorough laboratory test to ensure its quality before it leaves the yard. But if you'll just try blue coal and ask for it by name when you order your next fuel supply, then your heating problems will be over. For you'll find that blue coal requires less furnace attention, and your family will appreciate blue coal's steadier, more dependable heat. Just see if I'm not right. Call your nearest Blue Coal dealer tomorrow. His name is listed in the where to buy it section of your classified phone directory 
under the words, Blue Coal. Well, good morning, Commissioner Weston. Arnson. He must have ridden down here with a milkman. What are you doing around at this hour? I've been anxious to know what the police are doing about the disappearance of Peter Blair. Oh, you've got your fist in that now, huh? Very much so, Commissioner. What news have you? None. We've been dragging the river for his body all night, but we've found no trace yet. I don't expect you will. Why not? That's the most likely place to find him. How do you think he was drowned? Well, he was blind, wasn't he? He probably walked off the end of the pier. I'm afraid, Commissioner, you underestimate his dog. That animal would never lead Peter Blair near enough to fall into water. Well, and he might have jumped off, committed suicide. What of the dog? Do you believe he also committed suicide? Certainly not. But if he saw his master go off the pier, he might follow him. That's likely what happened. The dog was drowned going after his master. I admit that such devotion is characteristic of dogs like Rex. But I'm afraid your water theory doesn't hold water. Cranston, it's too early in the morning to get into an argument with you. I don't want to start my day off wrong. Now, will you... Uh, your phone's ringing, Commissioner. I know it's ringing. <laughs> there goes your day. Oh. Commissioner Weston speaking. What's that? A State Street Bank. Why, that's it. Uh, when did this happen? Yes. Yes, I'll be right down. Well, what do you know about that? What's up, Commissioner? A State Street Bank was robbed last night. A big vault was cleaned out. Why, I, I can't believe it. It's, it's impossible. It happened. It couldn't. It did. Oh, shut up. <laughs> This vault was opened by a cracksman. He's the best one that ever lived. There's not a mark on the vault anywhere. No drills, no soup, nothing. Just open, that's all. That seems to have been enough for the gang's purpose, Commissioner Weston. Cranston, if you're going to let loose a theory, I'll lock you in that vault until I've completed this investigation. I wouldn't lock anyone in that one if I were you, Commissioner. It's too easy to open. Then keep out from under my feet. Have you formed an opinion yet as to how this thing was accomplished? Yes, I have. There's only one way it could be done. Only a person who knew the combination could have opened that vault. Then you think it's an inside job? Obviously. It would be impossible otherwise. I'll grant you it has all the earmarks of an inside job. Still, it doesn't seem possible that an employee would take such a chance. No, it doesn't, eh? Well, how do you think it was done, then? It certainly is baffling. Say, Commissioner, I just thought of something. Yeah, what? Do you remember the night Margot launched the Society for the Advancement of the Blind? Yes. Do you recall Peter Blair, the boy who counted your heartbeat through a piece of steel? Yes, yes, I remember that. Hey, George, I see it now. He could feel the tumblers in the safe just as he did the beat of my heart. There may be others with a talent such as that. Cranston, you hit something at last. Oh, thanks. Why didn't I think of him before? Why, he's the only man in the world who could have done this job. Say, just a minute, Commissioner. You don't by any chance think Peter Blair robbed this bank? Well, the whole thing ties in perfectly. He disappears mysteriously. The bank is robbed. Say, Blair's our man, all right. No, Commissioner. He'd never Cranston, do anything. Cranston, he's the only one who could do it. I've been hunting him dead. Now I'm after Peter Blair, dead or alive. What are you hollering about, Blair? We're only asking you to do one more job for us. And we'll beat it out of town and you can go home with your dog. Oh, but I can't do it again. I just can't. You'll do it all right. This job is a cinch. We got almost an open door to the National Bank. All right, men, here's a setup. Now, the watchman has coffee delivered from a lunch wagon every night at about 12 o'clock. He takes it from a kid at the side door. All we have to do is follow the kid into the alley, stick a gun in his ribs, make him ring the bell just as he always does. 
When the watchman opens the door to get his coffee, we go in. Not into it. Oh, you'll be caught sooner or later, Skinner. All right, Blair, it'll be later. Come on, fellas, let's go. Hey, oh, Joe. Yeah? I want you to stay here and get things together for the getaway. We're leaving town right after this job. What do you want me to do? Clean out everything. Don't leave a thing behind, get me? Uh, no evidence. Right. Don't leave a thing. Yeah. How about Blair? We'll handle him on the way back. Right. All right, you guys, into the car. Marty, take care of Blair. Come, Come on, on, Come on, you. What's the matter, Much? You crying for your boss? Well, you won't miss him long. Skinner said clean up everything. That means you, too. And you, too, Prince. Your number's up. I guess I might as well get it over with. Shut up. Hey, hey, Rex, get back there. Get back. Holy mackerel, we'll right through the window. Hey, Prince, get down there. Get down. Crazy mutts. When did Rex get home, Mrs. Blair? Just a few minutes before I called you, Mr. Cranston. And he brought this other dog home with him. I see. Why, he is exactly like Rex. The same markings. No, boy, no. We're not talking about you. So, Mrs. Blair. Uh, yes, Mr. Cranston. Have you noticed that this other dog responds when he hears the name Rex? Yes, yes. He acts like Rex in every way. By George, I see it now, Mrs. Blair. This dog has been used as a substitute to lure your son away. What is it, Rex? What are you trying to tell me? Mr. Cranston, Rex is pulling you toward the door. Yes. Uh, you keep the other dog here, Mrs. Blair. All right, Mr. Cranston. Margot. Margot. Yes, Lamar? Follow us in the car. All right, Rex, old boy. I think I understand. Come on. Easy, Rex. Easy. I wonder why you've led us into this lonely neighborhood. Oh, oh up this hill is it, boy, huh? Uh, Margot, stop the car. I think he's trying to call your attention to that shack up there, Lamar. Yes, Margot. Evidently, that's where Peter Blair is or was. Turn off the headlamps, Margot. Wait here. The shadow's going to see what or who is in that shack. Be careful, Lamont. I will, Margot. Come along, Rex. Come on, boy. Come on. Yeah, somebody's in here, all right. Let's see. The door's locked. Speak, Rex. That's a boy. Yeah, somebody's coming. Well, so you come back, come huh, Get in here. Come on. You won't get away this time. The Skinner said clean up everything. <laughs> hey, am I hearing things? So the Skinner told you to clear up everything, eh? What? What was that? I don't see nobody. Who left? I did. Who are you? I am the Shadow. Shadow? Guy nobody can see. Yes. Where is Peter Blair? I ain't telling you nothing. I'm getting out of here. Stay where you are. I'm getting out of here. I'll shoot my way out. Drop that gun. Oh, 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 oh. What do you want from me? I want you to tell me where Peter Blair is. I'll tell you if you let me out of here. I won't bargain with you. I'm interested only in Peter Blair for the moment. All right. All right, I ain't going to be the fall guy in this. Blair is with the Skinner. Where? They're robbing the National Bank right now. Hello? Commissioner Weston speaking. Commissioner, 
This is the shadow. I've got to talk fast, so listen carefully. The National Bank is being robbed right at this moment. Robbed? By whom? Skinner Cross and his gang. They've got Peter Blair with them. Oh, so my dope was right. He's the guy that's been doing the dirty work. Don't be a fool. Blair is innocent. The gang is forcing him to do this. Yeah, so is Skinner Cross innocent. The boys are just doing this. is a lie. Commissioner, you've got to believe me. That boy is not a criminal. Maybe not, but I am not taking any chances. What do you mean? That Skinner gang is a bad outfit. I'm taking a squad of men over to that bank with orders to shoot to kill. Commissioner, you can't do that. You may kill an innocent boy. The order is shoot to kill. Margot, we've got to get to the National Bank before Weston. What happened, Lamont? Peter Blair may be killed by the police. Hurry, Margot. Drive as fast as you can. Okay, hold it. All right, Blair, what did you get on that turn? Fifty-five. Okay, spin the dial again, kid. Left this time. All right, stop. It's the last turn. We open now. What's the number, Blair? I'm not going to tell you. What? No, I'm not going to be party to robbery anymore. You tell me that number, I'll blow your head oh, off. Go ahead, you'll do it anyway, so, so I can't give information to the police I'll later. I'll give you one more chance. You got to tell us a number? No, I'm not. Why, you... What's that? Side doorbell. Who could it be? Maybe a friend of the watchman. What are we going to do, Skinner? Got to answer it, otherwise I wonder what happened to the watchman. Come on, all of you. All right, come on. As soon as I open this up, you grab whoever it is, drag him inside. Right. All right, here we are. You guys get back there. Palm your rods. I'll open it up. What is this? Nobody out here. What? That's funny. What do you make of it, Skinner? I don't like it. Better finish this job quick and scram. <laughs> you better not wait to finish the job, Skinner. Who was that? The Shadow. Shadow? Yes. I've got no time to waste, Skinner. Circumstances force me to be here alive for the moment. I've got to warn you that the police are on their way here with orders to shoot to kill. I ain't falling for that, Shadow. Maybe the guy's telling the truth, Skinner. I'd hardly warn you if it weren't necessary to save the life of an innocent man. Listen, Skinner, the cops, you hear him? Yeah, it's a straight guts. Straight fellas. Don't leave me here. The, the police will shoot me. Don't be afraid, Peter. Just do as I say. Follow the sound of my voice and I'll lead you out. Skinner and his gang have run into the police. Come on, Peter. We've got to hurry. This way, Peter. The real brains of the gang. We've caught up with you, Blair. Just a minute, Commissioner. The shadow? Yes, Commissioner. You certainly got here fast. Just barely fast enough to keep you from making a complete fool of yourself. Where, where's my dog? Where's Rex? Well, what's happened to him? He's in a car not far from here. If you call out loud enough, he'll hear you. What? Rex? 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 Oh, it's he. It's Rex. He's hurt me. Now, see here, Shadow. I'm not going to let this fellow off so easy. He's got a lot of explaining to do. Very well, Commissioner. It'll all be explained so even you will understand. Oh, Rex. Rex, old fellow. Oh, I thought I'm sure you were done for. I'm so glad you're all right. Why, George, I never, I've never seen a dog act so happy. Cute son of a gun. Come on, Blair. I, I think we can talk this thing over. Well, you've got two fine animals now, Peter. You going to keep them both? No, Mr. Cranston. I, I'm going to give Prince to a sightless friend. 
You'd be a great companion for him. No doubt about it. Look at Rex and Prince gobble that ice cream. <laughs> I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Cranston, and you too, Miss Lane, for everything you've done for oh, us. Oh, don't mention it, Peter. I wish it were possible to thank our invisible friend, the Shadow, too. I'm sure he feels your gratitude, Peter. I'll wager that none of his exploits brought him more satisfaction than the apprehension of the Skinner and his gang. Men do terrible things, but the man is particularly depraved who would rob the sightless of a great and devoted friend, his dog. And now here's Blue Coal's eating expert, John Barclay. Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good afternoon, friends. One investment every homeowner can make, which will pay big returns in comfort and convenience, is to install a Blue Coal heat regulator. I've heard some people say what time and trouble savers their oil and gas burners are. But those people forget that their oil and gas burners are dependent upon thermostat control for their heating performance and for maintaining an even degree of temperature. By simply installing a blue coal heat regulator for your coal furnace, you too can control room temperatures and enjoy exactly the same kind of heating comfort that the most expensive oil or gas burner could give you. The blue coal heat regulator is a thermostat which controls your furnace dampers automatically. All you need do is set the thermostat control at the exact temperature you wish. Your heat regulator will maintain that temperature day and night. What's more, it will stop your house from becoming overheated in warmer weather and save you from wasting coal. Get in touch with your nearest blue coal dealer. He'll be glad to show you how a blue coal heat regulator can pay for itself in the time, trouble, and amount of coal it saves you. I thank you. Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is now on sale at your local newsstand. Same station, Blue Coal, America's finest anthracite, will again present another thrilling adventure of The Shadow. Be sure to listen, and be sure to burn Blue Coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. While it's true that when a person is blind, some of their other senses grow more acute, I'm suspecting that Peter would have noticed that Prince was not his dog, or maybe even that the voice of the shadow resembled the voice of Lamont Cranston. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, 
Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Friend Irma and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.